episode 21. Oh my lord, our podcast has grown up and become a man. But instead of moving out and getting a job like most men, this podcast has decided to stay and live at home with his parents and enjoy their retirement with them and slag off its siblings at any opportunity given. Oh, I hope you've enjoyed this analogy for episode 21, because here is episode 21. Welcome to the Potter Vision Podcast, the Harry Potter Podcast, where every week Tom Lawrenson, this mm. lovely man opposite me, and myself, Lucas Kirkby, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books. Yeah, yeah. And we delve deep into every single syllable. Mm. This week, we're on episode 21. We're on Chamber of Secrets, chapter 4. At Flourish and Blots. Oh! Tom! <laughs> what's happening in your world? My world? Not much. Small world, small man. How about you? You had a busy week? It's been all right. Everyone wants updates on me damp, on me mould, on me renovations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah. Your, your Instagram, <laughs> yeah. your Facebook, yeah. your Twitter, all the updates you give on there, they're not enough of an output. They're not Podcast enough. Podcast two, go on. Here really? we go. <laughs> <laughs> Things are finally, there's light at the end of the tunnel. The yeah, walls yeah, yeah. are being plastered, the roof is nearly finished, being felted and battened. We're negotiating a price for the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Mole is a... Man is tunnelling, he can see the light. <laughs> We're getting to the end. But yeah, the thing that's stressing me out is uh, the quotes come back from the kitchen and it's a lot. Oh. A lot of money. And Ooh. we have to try and either negotiate or sacrifice some of the things we'd love to have. Yeah. And it's tough because I'm not good at negotiating. Things you'd like. We're talking a revolving drawer. Yeah, revolving <laughs> drawer. We're talking a bigger house. Uh, <laughs> but little, little Hot water thing. tap, cold water tap. Yeah, yeah. We might only be able to afford cold. Mm. Uh, so, so it's a tough one. Do, do you ever have you ever been in that situation where you've had to negotiate a price? Negotiate a price. Boil my mother's rice. What? Inside, outside, catch those mice. Does that answer your question? A hundred percent, it does. <laughs> but let me tell you something about me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. My week, and I didn't ask, but my week, I've been working from home, yeah? Oh, yeah, that's good. I've been at this very desk that we sit at now. Oh, yeah. Peering out the window. And you know what I always see across the road right over there? Yeah. People urinating. Oh, horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a busy junction. Is this in the middle of the day? But where that uh, sack is there, people oh, think yeah. they aren't seen... And uh, they'll sometimes, like, go uh, do their business over there. Yeah. It's always men. It's never a lassie. No. I always respect women for that. Yeah. Well done, <laughs> girls. <laughs> it is, yeah, because actually we're in a very unique spot mm. here where we've got the perfect vantage point for that alley where actually you wouldn't be able to see from a lot of other yeah. points of view. You wouldn't be able to see somebody pissing. Once, uh, once there's a couple underage lads. We're, t- <laughs> we're talking fourteen, yeah. Oh they, yeah. They had a bottle of coke and a bottle of vodka. 
Oh, yeah. And they were decanting them. They were mixing them together. I love it, yeah. And I had a... F- uh, and I was like, I can't, I can't let this happen. Underage drinking under my watch. <laughs> yeah. And so I banged on the window. Yeah. Or maybe a friend banged on the window. I had yeah. a friend here and he banged on the window. Yeah. And he gave them the naughty, naughty finger. Oh, yeah, waggle, yeah. I was terrified by the whole thing. Yeah. That I lay down on the uh, living room carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the reaction of the young boys? They looked... And these were tough kids. Yeah. They looked, and you could tell they were like, you know, like catching catching a cat doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, what are they going to do, really? Mm. Are they going to call the police? Police aren't going to come out for this. No. Uh, like, you know, so they carried on, and then they left. Oh, what a story, what a story. <laughs> and if you're one of those boys listening, get in touch. We'd love to uh, talk to you. We'd love to have some of that vodka if you've still got some left. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing I've noticed yeah, yeah. under this very desk, there's a yellow post-it note. Yeah, yeah. And on it is drawn uh, Harry, <laughs> Ron, and Hagrid. By the looks of it, no, it's got to be any of that. Well, well, I will have to post this on Instagram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I drew that because yeah. I wanted to. I was like, "Don't illustrators? Why are all illustrators such old people? Yeah. Because they draw drawings with such shaky hands, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So doesn't that look like an old man's drawing them? It does. It looks like one of those Cle- Quentin Blake cartoons that they used to draw in mm. uh, Roald Dahl's books. <laughs> we'll take a picture of that. We'll share it online. We a hundred percent will. <laughs> How exciting! A very lovely, fantastic. Now then, Tom what do you Antonio Lorenzen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? My dad's middle name is that, you know. You're joking. Well, the English version. Tony. Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? What yeah. is your middle name? It's a secret. Yeah. Right, Tom, are you ready for chapter four, chapter rundown? Chapter four? Yeah. Flourishing blots. Yeah, yeah. Now, that flourishing blots, Harry is having a lovely time at the burrow. Everybody loves him. They're playing Quidditch in the yard. They're all having a grand old time. Oh, a letter from Hermione. Fancy meeting me next Wednesday. Diagon Alley will buy all of our books. Happy days. How are they getting there, pray tell? By flu powder. It's this crazy thing. You grab some powder, throw it in a fire, you get sent to Diagon Alley. Oh. Oh. But Harry coughs and splutters, pronounces it wrong, and ends up in Nocturne Alley. Oh. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> He's in this weird shot with skulls and daggers and all sorts of stuff. And then he sees the Malfoys. So he hides in a cupboard. It's Draco and it's Daddy Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy. Oh. And he's there looking to do a dodgy deal with Mr. Borgin, selling some of the things he doesn't want the Ministry to find at his manor. Anyway, Harry escapes, he reunites with Ron and Hermione and everybody, and they go to Flourish and Blots to buy their books for school. You'll never guess who's at this bookshop. None other than Gilderoy Lockhart, who's written all the books that they have to buy. He sees Harry. Harry, do you know what, every week you play a different game with this. (laughs) And it's becoming very tiresome. He go- <laughs> he's there, he's signing books, and he announces that he's going to be the next Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher, and he has a picture with Harry Potter. Hey! Next thing you know, Lucius Malfoy and Arthur Weasley are having a punch-up oh. in the bookshop. And then they all go their separate ways, ready to go to Hogwarts. And that was at Flourish and Blots. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
Tom, oh. I get the sense from you yeah. that my rundown for you is the most boring part of the recording. No, I love it. I love it. Um, he doesn't. I know. I do. I genuinely do yeah, because it, yeah. it gets everything. It's like a little revision before the. It's like a last minute cram session right. where it gets all the juices, those creative oh, juices yeah. flowing in my brain, and I know the exact direction the show is going to take. There's the beats, isn't there? Now, yeah, that's true. At the Weasleys. Flu powder, flourishing bots, uh, bookshop, yeah. Hagrid. Right, do you know why you got that wrong? Because you were being daft. <laughs> Can I just say it? Go on. What, what a chapter. chapter. It was. It was. Oh, balls rolling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're off and running and there's so much going on here. Mm-hmm. It was a big long chapter actually. Oh, it's uh, fatty. Oh yeah, it was plump. <laughs> I tell you, it was a good job that JK Rowling wasn't here to describe this chapter because you wouldn't have a good thing to say about it because it was large. <laughs> it was large <laughs> and very, very substantial. We start at the borough. Mm. Harry's at the borough and he's loving it. Yeah. It's so different to the Dursleys. Yeah. You know, uh, all sorts of, you know, the Dursleys, everything's quiet and, you know, mm. everything's in order. Whereas here, they've got noises and th- ghouls banging, explosions going off in Fred mm. and George's bedroom, the mirror's talking to you. And for the first time ever, he's in a home where people want him there. Which is really lovely. It's Honestly, it's absolutely lovely because, like, the feeling of being unwanted in a home is awful. I mean, I felt it when I've been at someone's house and you're yeah. like, I can tell their parents don't want me here. Yeah. Why was I invited? And but, you know that. But then to feel that in your own home, oh. Day in, day out would be, yeah, very, very, very hard. So I think it is lovely that Harry gets to spend all this time. Yeah. Because he's probably there for about a month. About a month, yeah. A month of fun loving. It's really going to improve his mood before he goes back to Hogwarts. I hope so. For me, though. It is lovely to feel loved, but I think the Weasley's house would drive me mad. Yeah, yeah. Banging all the time from upstairs, explosions, the mirror. I don't think you'd get a minute's peace. You just got to relax into it. Breathe in, accept where you are. This is these people. I can't change them. But you know what? I think I might venture up to that attic to see what that ghoul wants. Because there's the ghoul in the attic, right? Yeah. Who makes noise any time he decides that there's not enough noise. Yeah. Someone's going on there. Yeah. (laughs) I think he needs a talking to. What's going on, pal? You all right? Because... Yeah, <laughs> it seems like you know you're, you're reaching out for some attention. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. What do yeah. you want? <laughs> we need to know what it is. I did some training last year yeah. when it was locked down and the kids weren't coming into school. Yeah, I did some training on functional behaviour, mm. right? And it's a way of dealing with behaviour by instead of thinking how do I stop them doing that, you think what is the function of their behaviour? Why are they doing it? Are they mm. trying to get attention? Are they trying to avoid doing something? Are they trying to get something? Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you think of alternative ways of like serving the purpose of the behaviour without them actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe with this goal, they need to think, well, what does he want? Is can, it attention? Can you give me an example of that? So, for instance, I don't know, someone might say, uh, I don't know, if I don't want to do this work, I might start messing about mm-hmm. so that I get sent out. Mm-hmm. So by getting sent out, you think that's a punishment. I'm sending them out. Mm. But what you're doing is you're actually rewarding the behaviour, giving them what they want. So instead, you think, right, what they want is a break from the task. Yeah. So instead, if someone's messing about, you might say, right, finish that question and we can have a two-minute break. 
Yeah, oh, okay. So little things like that. So you, st- so then they think, all oh, right, well, I'm still going to get a bit of time off. Very creative. Yeah, so it's little things so like that. So what would that. you do with the ghoul? With the ghoul, well, first of all, I'd have to observe him. Yeah. Yeah, see what's going on. <laughs> it sounds like attention-seeking, doesn't it? <laughs> or maybe something where he has, like, crazy thoughts in his head that can only be drowned out by noise. <laughs> And, you know, when Fred and George are banging about, that distracts him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as they're quieting down, oh, the voices are telling me to do this. So he has to, like, bang or something. Yeah, yeah exactly, because some mm. people, yeah, I mean, he's got distracting it from, uh, I know silence is maddening for some people. Yeah. Here's a tale. In year five, oh, yeah. we are doing, like, a writing exercise in English, yeah, and we yeah. had to, like, write down, like, um, a-, a sentence with yeah. like certain words and yeah. a load of words on the board you got to write a sentence for each yeah yeah and one of them I wrote I think the word was like peace yeah yeah and then um, uh, I wrote something like everyone wants peace yeah and this boy next to me uh, he goes <laughs> not everyone my my nana can't stand peace and quiet and thump me in the leg <laughs> <laughs> wow what is I don't know there's if, a story behind that in my head in my head I was like you know, thinking world peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or as he just thought. He, he, yeah. But he'd taken my private writing <laughs> yeah. in my exercise book <laughs> at this Catholic primary school. He took that as an insult to his nana, who uh, always liked some background noise. <laughs> That's just mental, isn't it? That's like you writing a story. And you go, oh, yeah. And for dinner, we had carrots. And him going, oof, my nana hates carrots. <laughs> I Listen, can't. I can't cater all my work to the whims of your nana. <laughs> Look, if we're going to be sat together for the next year, I need to know everything about your nana. Because uh, I don't want to get a dead leg. I want to know what a star sign is, what she watches on TV, what does she like to talk about, what does she not like to talk about. Because we need to get on if we're going to be sat next to each other. Now, like a nana, the Weasleys have a mirror that uh, comments on your appearance. Yeah. Harry walks past and it goes, uh, tuck in your shirt, you fat, you ugly. <laughs> oh, what might the uh, mirror say to you if, uh, do you know, if you're walking past it? Oh, something like, I've always got messy bedhead hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it'd go, oi, use a comb through that hair, you. Yeah, I think if I was walking past it, it'd go, uh, slouch in. Oh, yeah. Stand up straight. I slouch all the time. I've got terrible posture. Yeah. I laughed very heartily at a meme of, uh, it was somebody going... I wonder why my back hurts all the time. Mm. And then in the second panel, also me, and then a picture of a shrimp on an office chair. <laughs> and I thought, that's me. Terrible, terrible posture. Do you know what I mean you need? Go on. A bloody good thump in the back. Oh, yes. <laughs> if any of our listeners are trained in thumping people in the back, that's what we need, a thump in the back. If you see us out and about, give us a thump in the back. <laughs> As punishment for slouching. <laughs> we need to learn. Mm. Mr Weasley is always asking Harry about how muggle things work. Yeah. This man <laughs> works at the office for muggle yeah. artefacts. Yeah. And he doesn't know how a plug works. Oh, so many things. He's... Yeah. Th- this is the officer who's writing laws yeah. for the wizarding world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's not got his head around electricity. Yeah. And fair enough, you know, if he wants to know about... I don't think he wants that much detail. I think Harry is explaining to him that you put the plug Mm. in the socket, you turn it on, 
um, the electricity works. Mm. I don't think he's asking Harry, you know, what does the earth wire do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very basic what he's asking him. And I think you, you should know this. I can't. Is this a new job for him? Yeah, maybe he's like because he's amazingly fascinated by, it, isn't it? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I called myself, do you know, like, <laughs> you know, like if I was, oh, I love, uh, I love the Marvel films. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was always asking you about them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't love the Marvel films. I don't think you've seen any. <laughs> oh, I lo- oh, I love that bloody Hulk. What does he do again? He's incredible. <laughs> What's he up to? Is he baddie again? Is he? Do you know what? <laughs> I love Spider Man. Right, I work at the uh, Spider Man uh, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sell those things, Spider Man. Uh, what's the name of his uncle again? Fascinating. <laughs> Hear this? It's Uncle Ben. I said, I said uh, Marvel because I was in a green room once at a stand-up comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. And this comic there, I won't say his name, but he's going on about um, how much he loves Marvel. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. He goes, oh, I have to say, I'm a, I'm a bit obsessed with them Marvel films. Oh, obsessed. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, there's only about seven or eight that I haven't seen. <laughs> and then, and then Deliso Japonda from Britain's Got Talent oh, yeah. starts railing at him, going like, seven or eight? Then you're not obsessed! <laughs> he goes, because I've seen more than that, and I'm not obsessed. I've seen them all, and I don't like them at all. And he, was like, he goes, you're not obsessed! And he went red in the face, this bloke. Well, so he should, he should don't be. Call, uh, don't yeah. call yourself obsessed if you're not obsessed. Yeah. Because if you're obsessed with something, you've got to have seen everything at least twice to call yourself (laughs) obsessed. Obsessed is you can't stop thinking about them. Arthur Weasley, you're not obsessed. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's funny as well. So he's asking um, Harry, he's inundating him with a load of questions. Oh, yeah. He's going, uh, oh, tell me about plug sockets. Can you explain to me how Royal Mail works? Yeah. A bit more interesting. Um, Not a month ago, Harry was face to face with the Dark Lord. Got any questions about that, pal? (laughs) (laughs) He's not interested in the slightest. You know, he could read about any of these things in a book. But to ask the boy who lived how he's escaped Voldemort yeah. for a second time. He could be asking him absolutely anything. <laughs> <laughs> how does a plug work, mate? I know. Very odd. Very That's odd. like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What's our equivalent of that? I don't know. It's like, I don't know, meeting... Uh, Say, like, a celebrity. Oh, it's like, you know, like, say you met um, uh, the director of that uh, film, Parasite. Did you see that film? No, no. It's from a Korean director. Oh, yeah. yeah. And instead of asking him about his, like, you know, work, going, what's it like in Korea? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it, isn't it? it? You have a lot of different food over there, do you? Fascinating. (laughs) You know, he's top of the league Oscar winner director. Incredible. I met comedy legend Steve Martin the other day. I couldn't believe it. Comedy legend Steve Martin. And I asked him, what are the hamburgers like in the US? Are they the same as over here? Let me know, Steve Martin. Are they juicy? <laughs> I bet they're juicy. We need to know. Um, go on. Ginny mm-hmm. is acting very strangely. She's obviously infatuated or obsessed in some way with Harry. She's never met a boy raised in the muggle world. That's it. That's it. She can't wait to find out about plugs in the Royal Mail. (laughs) Mm. She's she's obviously obsessed with him, fancies him, whatever you want to call it. And I wanted to ask, now I, I never experienced this as far as I'm aware, but were you ever aware of somebody that fancied you? 
And you were a bit like, mm, you know. I'm a bit oblivious to all that. I, yeah. can't, I can't really read signals. No. Um, so, no. No. Honestly, I've gone my whole life not no. knowing if anyone fancies me. You never had somebody in school telling you, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so fancies you, she said. The closest thing... I, never, really. The closest thing I had was on the French trip. Oh, um, yeah. Hang on. Save this for the French trip <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on the French trip, um, the place we were staying, they wrapped us a big picnic when, for us to take can eat outside the Alpha oh, Tower. Yeah. And uh, they gave the teachers a bottle of wine to enjoy. Wow. But the teachers, thinking it'd be a bit irresponsible yeah. uh, to drink the wine, they gave it to a homeless fellow. Uh, this, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Which is more responsible. <laughs> well, I mean, he might as well. Yeah, so then this, yeah. uh, this uh, French tramp sat under a tree, um, drinking a bottle of wine, staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the closest I've ever known of someone pining for me. Wow, is a homeless Parisian with some Van Rouge. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I didn't think that was the answer I was going to get from you, but I love that it was. How about yourself? Anyone, have you ever known of anyone pining for you? No, not that I know of. See, that was the thing, because I was like, this could be an interesting thing to bring up. Mm. But I don't have any of them stories. <laughs> but no. you're a handsomer man than me. Well, you were both handsome fellas. I would say that you are at least two more points. Out of ten. We'll do I a, Do you remember that time we were in Edinburgh once? We we're at night. We we're at um, that place. Uh, I don't know, like a nice place. Oh yeah, where PBA is not PBA. Uh, Laughing horse. No, the other one. PBH. PBH. Yeah, yeah, PBH yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a more of like you know a ball kind of place. Oh yeah, cabaret. Voodoo uh, lounge. Yeah, cabaret Voltaire. No, yeah. voodoo no, no, lounge. No. Voodoo yeah, lounge. Voodoo rooms. Yeah. Voodoo rooms. Yeah. And then we asked this Swedish woman to rate us all out of ten. Do you remember? <laughs> No. We went to a... Because I, I think... Uh, I don't know. And she gave me a nine. Hey, what did I get? I don't know. I didn't, it wasn't a nine, was it? Not worth remembering. Not not, not one of my core memories. <laughs> uh, but we asked her when her husband was in the toilets. All right. I do not even remember this happening. <laughs> were we drunk? Not like us, no. We're just uh, out and about. Fair Chatting enough. up the Swedish. Fair enough. They've got these letters from school. Mm. And they've got the book list. Yeah, and yeah. And apart from one... Every other book is written by this Gilderoy Lockhart bloke. Mm. How has Dumbledore greenlit this reading list? Yeah. Because as far as we're aware, every year group has to get all these books. Surely things like that should have to be vetted. Do you know, yeah. like, if like everything has to be put, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. before some uh, yeah. higher authority yeah. just to go, yeah, we can send that out. Yeah. But instead, Dumbledore's signing all these documents and going, yeah, that's fine. It reminded yeah. me a bit of, like, university lecturers yeah, who yeah, put yeah. their own book on the syllabus. Oh, yeah. And they update it every year yeah. so you can never buy old editions. Really, really sneaky. But all, I can't imagine Severus Snape, because there are no potions books here or mm. transfiguration books or anything like that. I can't imagine Snape looking at that thinking, well, where's my year two essential potions? Exactly. Why has that been taken off? Yeah. There, there must be a kickoff, surely. Really silly. I know holidays with hags reminds me of every single vacation I've been on with my sisters. Oh! <laughs> are you listening, girls? Oh! You went in that direction. I was going to make a Saga Holidays reference, but we went with the salt. Um, but that's interesting, like that book list, isn't it? Well, imagine, you know, imagine you're turning up to uh, Charms and he's like, right, uh, you know, we're going to be doing the... Uh, Pineapple dancing charm. Yeah. And you go, well, 
I've not learnt it, but uh, I have got a year with a Yeti. <laughs> well, that's but no like, use. Maybe, sh- are they sending out updated book lists every year? Because surely the Weasleys have yeah. every Hogwarts book needed. Well, you'd think so, because but later had, on... Because they've had so many generations of students there. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll have to go get some second-hand books, Virginia. Why are you updating every year? Yeah. It's magic. It's yeah. like, you know, it's maths. Well, this, yeah, exactly. Well, this is the thing that frustrates me, and this is later on in the chapter. Mm. They buy Ginny secondhand a beginner's guide to transfiguration. Right. Ron had that book last year. Do you reckon they traded it in as soon as he finished? Well, they're fools. <laughs> because, look, Ginny's one year below. She's going to be at Hogwarts next year. She's going to need that book. Mm-hmm. Get it back. Although maybe they're thinking if the books change every year, they'll mm. think, oh, they're going to change every year. So, you know, they trade it back, they get a coupon, whatever. There's not going to be new spells, is there? No. No. New new methods in transfiguration. Yeah, exactly. Keep your clothes on when you do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> we realise you don't need to be nude. <laughs> um... At the, uh, now, Mrs. Weasley, she's really uh, looking after Harry while she's at, while he's there, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's feeding the boy up. The morning before they go to Diagon Alley, yeah. all the boys have half a dozen sandwiches each, half a dozen bacon sandwiches each. Six bacon sandwiches each. Uh, Six. <laughs> that, that's about four pigs, surely. <laughs> Six bacon sandwiches. But they've got to be prepared for Hogwarts, the castle where you have a hundred roast turkeys for Christmas. So come on, boys, get those stomachs lined with six bacon sandwiches each. Four pigs for four pigs. My goodness. Because normally we we have bacon sandwiches Christmas morning. It's a little tradition Mm -hmm. in my family. Normally you have one, Mm -hmm. maybe two, and then you're full. Yeah. So for these piggy wiggies to have six each, the morning of they're going to be um, the morning that they're going to be transported through flu powder. Yeah, not the best idea. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Insane. These boys are going. If she's feeding them like that, they're going to be as big as haystacks. These Weasley boys, aren't they? Yeah. And that got me thinking: mm. Are the Weasleys as poor as they seem? Well, they own a paddock. <laughs> <laughs> this was the thing I was thinking because. They own this farm which has chickens yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Are they selling those eggs? Because they should be. And then it says, oh, they, uh, you know, the boys went to play Quidditch in a paddock that the Weasley owned. Right, rent that out. <laughs> you know, you, you own land and you could rent that out all year, all yeah. year round, even if it's to muggles or whoever. <laughs> they, they just seem to be not using money wisely for me. I just think... You own a you own a farmhouse. You own vegetable patches. Mm. You own a paddock. Lashings of marmalade. Yeah, lashings of marmalade. You know, <laughs> look, I, you know, I don't think we can afford uh, you know afford all these books this year because we've bought this bacon. <laughs> <laughs> we bought a new plot. Oh, really? You're going to do anything with it? No, we're going to sit on this plot, uh, and it'll be ours. It'll be ours. It kind of, um, maybe their terms of wealth is more in, like, you know, the sense of, like, middle-class people. I was reading this article. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I wasn't. I was reading a, a screenshot of this article <laughs> uh, yeah. that said, like, um, oh, me and my family were never, like, uh, we were never rich people, no. We had enough money to get by, and me and my sisters went to private school, and, you know, I had my own horse, but not rich people at all. You are rich. Yeah, you are rich, yeah. If you... <laughs> Own a horse, you are not. You're not barely getting by, are you? I know. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's just that perspective thing. I think if you live mm. around people who have like similar mm. wealth to you, I think if you're on the bottom of that kind of group, maybe mm. you do think you're struggling. But because I think I, I've been quite lucky. I think I've been quite comfortable. I wouldn't, mm. uh, you know, I wouldn't say I was poor. No, no. But I didn't. Ne- never had the money to like, have a horse or anything like that. <laughs> I didn't have the money to look at a horse. No, no. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be a fiver if you keep staring. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, Arthur Weasley's inundating Harry with a lot of questions about the muggle world. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Weasley hates, she's like, oh, leave him alone or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of wizards seem to have that attitude. Like, Arthur works in a department where, you know, mm. don't touch muggle items or whatever. No, yeah, it's yeah. No, don't mess with muggle items, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like a uh, wizard seems to have this, like, view of muggle technology mm. that Welsh people have of the English language. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't use it! Don't like, use it. I want to see, see Hogwarts put on a dystopian play oh, where yeah. magic gets forgotten because I'll everyone's had electricity installed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah. 2023 at Hogwarts School. Here I am using my toaster. What's that? We don't learn magic anymore. <laughs> Because people used muggle items. <laughs> I think that's actually the plot of it. There's a Disney film about that. Is there? A Pixar film, yeah. It's called, um, I don't know. Monsters, Inc. Yeah, that's it. So... But imagine Voldemort's control of the Death Eaters if he had a Blackberry. It would be incredible. <laughs> you know what I mean? He wouldn't have to summon them. It'd just be a group chat. Yeah. Look, come on over, guys. <laughs> Send his location via Google Maps. Send me a picture of what you're doing now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, just like <laughs> just like Facebook chat people without <laughs> letting them know in advance. FaceTime me now, what are you up to? Yeah. Oh, I'm having tea with Dumbledore. Oh. Well, you're not helping me, are you? Yeah, I've had a cadaver through the phone. Percy comes in. Now, Percy is very proud of being a prefect, mm-hmm. which I, I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, you're proud. It's a you know, a privileged position, it's an honoured position. But are you really wearing your school prefect badge when you're not at school? <laughs> He comes in with a tank top and his prefect badge on. A tank top? Yeah, he wears a tank top and he's got the prefect badge attached to the tank top. That's like a sheriff of some little town that's, like, corrupt. You know, like a fool of a sheriff. He's wearing his his, his undergarments with a badge on, sat in a bucket of water, (laughs) and a horse is weeing on him. Yeah, it's just insane. It's It's like turning up to a family Sunday roast... Yeah. With your Debenhams name badge on. <laughs> why, why are you wearing that? You're not at school. Yeah, you got, you're not prefecting the family. Yeah. Like, really, really odd. I just thought that was odd. Added responsibility. Percy seems... Well, stay on Percy. P- Percy, throughout this chapter, is the only one who doesn't seem to be impressed or phased by Harry Potter at all. Yeah. Harry Potter is a very um, remarkable boy. Yes. He uh, has been face-to-face with the Dark Lord twice and survived. Mm. Uh, But Percy's not interested whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? I wonder if this Mm. is irking Harry. Harry's like, I wonder why he doesn't want a piece of me. Everyone else wants to spend time with me, but not Percy. Mm. Mm. I think it might be that Percy's a bit jealous. Mm. There's a couple of plot points here because they did mention that Percy's distracted, he's sending letters, blah, blah, blah. So maybe whatever he's up to is distracting him. Yeah. It also might be 
because he's a bit hoity-toity and he thinks of himself as the big I am, maybe he's a bit annoyed that Harry's come in and he's suddenly the centre of the attention. Yeah, maybe. Who bloody knows? Now, they're travelling to Diagon Alley using flu powder. Yes! Harry's never used flu powder before. If you no. had a bit of flu powder, hey, what chimney would you like to end up in? Oh, I don't know. It'd be nice to... Uh... It'd be nice just to see a nice house. I might just throw me powder down and go, nice house, and just see where I ended up. I yeah. think I'd, uh, I'd go Buckingham Palace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd oh. sit on the end of the Queen's bed. Oh, yeah. With fin- her in it? Yeah. Fin- yeah. Finish off like her egg and soldiers that she's not touched. <laughs> Eat oh. across, you know. Oh, yeah. And she go, what are you doing? I go, how do you think I keep this hair so curly? <laughs> 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 she says, fair enough. Yeah. We dance. We dance. <laughs> and, uh, I jump back in the fireplace. And she never mentions a word of it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but then sometimes when I'm watching telly, you know, she's giving that queen speech. Yeah. She'll uh, put a bit of an uh, egg and soldier in her mouth, and I'll know what she means. Yeah. She'll do a little <laughs> wink to camera. And you know that wink's for you. And she'll say, Tom Lawrence, and I miss you. And I'll go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a lovely ideal world mm. um, this the logic of the flu powder frustrated me because talk to me daddy I will mummy <laughs> they say <laughs> you have to speak clearly yeah 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 otherwise you you know you the whole flu powder system is you say the name of the place you know flu powder listens to you and it takes it's a powder powders listen <laughs> the amount of times I've been talking about people in my bathroom oh, and I've had yeah. to and I've had to <laughs> wrap my talc in a bloody a, a towel so oh, it doesn't yeah. eavesdrop on me it's powders listen go on powders always listen the, you say you say the name of the place yeah 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 and it takes you there take me there daddy right <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so he says diagonally in a funny voice because he's coughing. He doesn't say diagonally. He just coughs and says diagonal <laughs> alley. Yeah. Yeah. In the films, he goes diagonally. Diagonally. And uh, But for me, it used to, like, that would never take you to Nocturne Alley. Because it's not as if he's coughed and accidentally said Nocturne Alley. He's just said diagonally wrong. If anything, he should transport to the village of Durganly. But maybe he didn't get out. I don't know what was happening. Because he he's, he says, he mispronounces it. Yeah. And uh, he starts flying, yeah? Oh, yeah. He's in there. The six bacon sandwiches in his stomach. He's bloated. <laughs> he's about to give birth. Yeah. Right? Cold hands start slapping his face. <laughs> I love this line. I don't know what that is. No. It says, cold hands start slapping. No, it's like, um, it felt as though cold hands were slapping his face. <laughs> Maybe it's all the other people warming their hands in their fires. <laughs> and he's just feeling them, slapping him as he goes past them. <laughs> Imagine that, you're warming your hands in a fire. And a little boy's face appears. I think I'd give it a good slap. Be like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> hey, who's this in my heart? <laughs> Mummy, <laughs> I just saw a boy in the fireplace. Mm. Mm. It reminds me of a very good Doctor Who episode. Oh, yeah. Called The Girl in the Fireplace. Oh, scary, and me. It's really scary. They're on a spaceship, and each room in the spaceship is the same room in France, but at different points of this girl's life. Yeah. And they go in and out, and she ages, and she becomes. She starts off as a little girl, and she ends up aging and stuff like that, but obviously it's the same day. 
for the time travellers. Oh, my God, how creepy. Yeah, really creepy. And it used to be... It reminded me of this, the idea of seeing a face in the fireplace. Oh. Very scary stuff. What would you do if you saw a face in the fireplace? I'd lean in, give it a kiss. I would slap it with my cold <laughs> hands, as every of the wizard would do. <laughs> give it a kiss. Um, he lands in where? Borgin and Burks and... He obviously has been influenced by the Weasleys mm-hmm. because he got up gingerly to his feet. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? What? How do you do? Get up with a <laughs> with you sunburn. Get up with a sunburn. Yes, he got up gingerly to his feet. He's in Bulgin and Burks, which is just a dodgy shop. Yeah, he's looking around. His eyes going everywhere. Yeah, sees a withered hand on a cushion. Oh yeah, bloodstained pack of cards. Oh yeah. And a staring glass eye. Oh, horrible. Mm. That hand in the film used to scare me. You know the one he... He oh. randomly puts his... He, like, clasps the thumb for no reason. Oh, yeah, I like that. And then it right, clamps and grabs him. It's really scary. So I guess that was the hand of majesty, whatever it's called. Yeah, the hand of glory. The hand of glory. Could... If you put a candle in it, the only you can see the light. Yeah. I wonder... So if your hand's in it, only yeah. you can see your hand. Everyone else just thinks, <laughs> you haven't got a hand. <laughs> yeah, this thing is called the Hand of Glory. And mm. I read this thinking, has Borgin and Burke's got Maradona's hand <laughs> on a cushion? <laughs> Wasn't that called the Hand of Glory? I don't know, you'd have to ask a footballer. I would. Uh, Messi? See, si, see, si, Hand of Glory, Maradona, yes. <laughs> no, daddy. <laughs> He sees Malfoy coming mm. and he hides yeah, in yeah, yeah. the cabinet. Of course you would. You see Malfoy, yeah. you couldn't just walk out of a shop, could you? You couldn't just normally go <laughs> walk past him for no reason, could you? No. You have to hide. Why? <laughs> Why do you have to hide when you see Malfoy and his dad? The logic of it is... Quick, hide. Confusing. Yeah, really, really confusing. Hide. <laughs> now, he gets in this cabinet... Now, I'm hoping it's not the same cabinet that we have in Borgin and Burke's in book six. Mm -hmm. The vanishing cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've just got this image of an alternate reality where Harry hides in the vanishing cabinet that doesn't really work. And he ends up in the uh, (laughs) room of requirement. (laughs) No, that he ends up dead when they open up the thing. Oh, right. And the bird comes back and he's dead. Oh, yeah. Or worse, someone's taking a bite of an apple. (laughs) Taking a bite out of him. (laughs) That would be amazing. Mm. Draco just opens up the cabinet, cabinet and there's just a heap of Harry Bones. Horrible. Harry Bones? Harry Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Bones, Tangfastics. Yeah. So now, enter Baby Malfoy and Daddy Malfoy. Oh, yeah. Baby Daddy Combo. Baby Daddy Combo. And what an excellent father Lucius Malfoy is. I agree. Great control over Draco. Mm-hmm. He comes in, touch nothing. Yeah. Draco. And he obeys. Really good. Draco is not a good boy. He's a good bad boy. He's a good bad boy. <laughs> he, you know, I, I think he would need a firm hand. Otherwise, he would run riots. Why? I think... Draco, in this chapter, is an absolute gem. You are nuts. Are you mad? He's a miserable, whining Miserable. Bugger. He just, he speaks nothing about glory about Harry Potter. He goes, <laughs> everyone thinks he's so smart. Everyone. He's including himself in that sentence. Mm. 
Tom, once again, you're looking through these rose-tinted glasses. No, he's been talking about Harry all summer, right? Yeah. He's been talking about Harry all summer. He loves him. He's always singing his praises. Yeah. He's the best. What about the bit where he says he's rubbish at Quidditch and he's only in the team because he's famous? That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. That is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. But I do like Mr. Malfoy. It's a great introduction to this sinister <laughs> character. Mm-hmm. I remember finding him very scary in the second film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch nothing, Draco. Mm. You know, he's very cold. Yeah. He's very controlled. Cause whereas, whereas Draco is a bit petulant. And, oh, I want this, I want this, you know, I don't like you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Malfoy seems to be a bit more of a sinister character. Now, Mr. Borgin... Oh, yeah. Right. He runs an evil shop, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So everything in this shop is a bit eerie, it's a bit illegal, it's a mm. bit dodgy. Yeah. But what ties it all together is um, that it's, a, it's evil, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, has, he, has this business always been like, you know, in his family? The yeah. same with Ollivander's. Oh, yeah. You know, his dad was an evil shop owner, and yeah. he went, you know, Mr. Borgin, my son, yeah. I want you to take over, you know, once I perish. <laughs> or... Oh, yeah. Did Miss or did this Borgen one day go? Uh, hey, do you know what? I want to open an evil shop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's always been my dream to have an evil shop. Went into uh, you know, uh, Gringotts. Oh yeah, like alone. And does Mister what's he called? Mister Borgen. Or does Mister Borgen have uh, an application form? Yes. <laughs> uh, and they give him a loan for an evil shop. How did it? You know, how did it uh, come well, about? I'd, I love the idea that it is like Ollivander's hereditary, mm-hmm. where it just follows in the family. Nepotism. It's called Borgin and Burks. Yeah. So I love the idea that 300 years ago, Mr. Borgin and Mr. Burke set up a shop, and then both of their sons have to run the shop. Yeah. And then their sons have to run the shop. It's like, we, we don't even know each other now. <laughs> you know, me and this guy, we're just two ancestors, <laughs> uh, descendants of these people. It's like, why? I think that's how we should continue part vision. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Our, our children should yeah, keep the podcast, have them podcast do it. going. I'd love that. The Potter Vision Boys. You know, and in a hundred years, you know, hey, we're fourth generation Potter Vision Boys. <laughs> our great great granddads did or it. Or maybe our, uh, our descendants can be on Gogglebox like uh, the Chuckle Brothers. Uh, <laughs> uh, nephew and niece are on Gogglebox. Really? Is that genuine? <laughs> who's, who's ne- which one of them is nephew and niece? The, I don't know. Both of them, they're brothers. No. Oh, but it's so it's the son and daughter of one of the other brothers. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, because there's four brothers, aren't there? Or maybe, or I don't know, maybe they're grandchildren. But do you know, have you seen Gogglebox? I've seen it, but I don't, I don't think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they're, they're in Blackpool. Fantastic. Yes. I love this bit. Now, Draco's moaning about Harry and Lucius goes, Now, Draco, mm. you shouldn't be seen to be an enemy of the boy who many think of as a hero for making the Dark Lord disappear. Don't you know there are rumours enough already? Mm. Right, Lucius, I don't think you realise everybody thinks you were a follower of the Dark Lord. (laughs) Every single person assumes that you were a Death Eater. You should know this. Well, he was, he just said he never meant it. Well, exactly. (laughs) So Didn't mean anything by it. Oh, I was only messing, <laughs> and you went too far. 
But Lucius has a weird logic here where he forgets that everyone knows that. Everyone knows you were a Death Eater, mm. assumes you followed the Dark Lord, but he's worried about his son bad-mouthing Harry Potter. So it's like, uh, ooh, uh, I've heard that Lucius Malfoy supports you-know-who. Oh, yeah, because he used to be a, mm. a Death Eater. Mm. No, no, no. His son is jealous of Harry Potter. <laughs> what? How does, that, how does that say he supports Voldemort? Well... Harry killed Voldemort nearly. Work it out, work, work it, it out. out. Draco doesn't like Harry. <laughs> Harry's dad, he, he, Draco's dad is... It makes sense. He's there in front of you. Oh. He's staring you in the face. <laughs> Listen, if you hate Harry, you love Voldemort. That's the <laughs> truth. Simple maths. <laughs> Do you like Harry Potter? No. Death Eater? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so Lucius Malfoy is in a Bergen and... What's it? Bergen and Burks? Borgen and Burks. Borgen and Burks. Mm. Because uh, he's, uh, he feels a bit nervous that oh. his house is going to be raided because he's got some undesirable items. Mm. And if they were to be found at his house, it would be rather embarrassing. Mm. And it got me thinking, <laughs> what's on that list? Because it's not read out. What's on the list? Could it be? Uh, could it be uh, drawings of superheroes that he's done himself? You know, like maybe uh, <laughs> like potential superheroes that he's going to submit. You know, or maybe um, Mrs. Brown's Boys on DVD. Oh, that'd be embarrassing. <laughs> he doesn't want to know. Or maybe, or maybe he's got. Maybe he's got a big fake ass. <laughs> You know, like a big prosthetic bum. Oh yeah, he would be. He would much rather <laughs> Arthur Weasley found like these horrible magical <laughs> items than Mrs. Brown's boys on DVD. <laughs> but yeah, embarrassed. I think it's like you. Yeah, he's got like I don't know, like Polly Pocket Mega Mole, yeah. <laughs> like some dollies or something <laughs> that he's just embarrassed about. Arthur Weasley round round his house, crying. And what's this, Lucius? That's me, dress up box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what do we have behind this secret doorway? The entire Mr. Men and Little Miss collection. Mm. <laughs> How Very embarrassing. embarrassing. Now, Harry is in this... Where is he? What is he behind? Where he's he in this in? cabinet, and he hiding he's, in a cabinet. He's in a cabinet. Oh, yeah. Peering out. Got me thinking. Harry Potter. More like Harry Peeper. Yeah. Peeper Potter. Yeah. Peeper Potter. <laughs> Peepy Potter. Peeper Potter picked a peck of pickled peppers. <laughs> a peck of pickled peppers Peter Popper picked. Yeah. And Harry, we again get this bit of uh, anger. Mm. You know, Lucius Malfoy slags <laughs> off Arthur a bit. He goes, no doubt that flea-bitten, muggle-loving fool Arthur Weasley is behind it. Mm. Harry felt a hot surge of anger. God. Calm yourself down, Harry. They don't half rise to words in this chapter, do they? Yeah. A little thing will set them off. I want to ask you, do you, do you get angry sometimes? What, get, what gets you hot yeah. under the collar? It gets me angry. Mm. Uh, people interfering in my life, you know, like, I like being left alone. I don't ask anyone else for help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'll just, I don't know. Uh, what gets me angry? I don't mm. know. I can't remember the last time I was angry. How about yourself? Well, sometimes other other people don't normally make me angry. I usually get angry at myself. I'm very inner mm. anger where I get annoyed at stuff. But I was telling you, I was thinking the other day, this is what gets me angry. When you're doing loads of work on the computer and you forget to press save. Oh, that drives me mad and I'm like, ooh, I've just done the 
all this work for nothing. That's. I was about to say the exact same thing. Uh, technology. You should use Google Docs. You should. Yeah. Always auto-saving. You've and... been trying to push Google Docs onto me the past few weeks. <laughs> hey, Tom wants you to have this file. Tom wants you to look at this file on Google Docs. Look at it. I will. Um, One no, day I'll it, have a look. It automa- For all our listeners, Google Docs, it's free. It automatically saves. You know, you're never going to lose any work. But I'm always getting annoyed at technology. Mm. Um, I'm trying to cast something to my television. Oh, yeah. yeah. It says it can, and you do it a little bit. Hey, the vid starts playing. I'm working out. I'm jumping around in my living room. Mm. All of a sudden, it just disconnects for no reason. Oh, all that internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you want do you want a thirty meg internet? Or do you want sixty seven meg internet? The sixty seven meg internet's three pound more a month. Do you know what? I'll pay the extra money, and it's still slow and doesn't work. What am I paying for? A mega rip off. Mm. That's what you're paying for. Now Harry leaves the shop, right? Oh yeah. Now I thought you were going to pick up on this bit. Go on. Where there's a bit in Borgen and Burks. Where Lucius Malfoy is telling Draco off about his exam grades. Mm -hmm. There's a line in it which says, Harry whispered a quiet ha to himself. Yeah, you can't, you know, mate, you're perving. Yeah. (laughs) You're beeping, Potter. Why can't you keep your mouth, like, closed for one second? So you put yourself in a little tomb, a little child-shaped tomb. Yeah. And you're shaking in there with fury because someone's called your mate's dad flea-ridden. Yeah. And now you're talking. Do you you want to be seen or (laughs) do you want to be found? Just cough loudly. (laughs) People will open it. Um, And then a bit I really loved is uh, Malfoy berates Draco's exam grades. He he hints at the, you know, he talks to Mr. Borgin about pure bloods and mixed bloods. We get that theme starting to come through this chapter. And then it just says, and then they started to haggle. And I just had this beautiful image of Lucius Malfoy from this cool, calm, collected Mm. aristocrat Mm. suddenly turning into this market trader trying to haggle with Mr. Borgie. Oh, "Oh, you're joking, two sickles for this with a hand on a chair. I could get that for doubling my local. (laughs) This is where you should be taking note for your kitchen. If Lucius Malfoy's haggling, you know... Yeah, I need to be doing that. You should be reading more into it. Put on some fine clothes. Yeah. You need a cane. Yeah. You're going to have to bleach that hair blonde, pal. Yeah. I'm going to be going into that kitchen showroom. They're going to be so intimidated. (laughs) They're going to be like... But then they might be like, this guy's loaded. Yeah. Uh, That's the only other problem. I'm going to walk into that kitchen showroom. I'm going to bring in a kid that I'm just going to tell off. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mention that I don't like certain areas of society. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to haggle that price down. (laughs) That's my three-step plan. Good. Boy. <laughs> so Harry leaves the shop. He gets out of there, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He gets out of there. And he's very scary. He's walking alone. He's a kid and he's walking in a very, uh, you know, unusual area. Mm. Have you ever been out and about as a child and been scared? I'll give you an example. Yeah. I was walking home from my grand's house and my grandma's house when I was a boy. Yeah. And um, I was followed. Oh. It was overcast like this. Yeah. We're talking more or less the same amount of time. Maybe it was like 4pm or 5 or something. Yeah. Sun was going down. Mm. And this old woman was following me. Not oh. that old. It must have been in the 50s. I crossed the road. She crossed the road. I turned left. She turned left. Mm. I was about 11. No, le- less. I was about 9 years old or something. Oh. Isn't that scary? 
And you just got to your house and... I ran, ran in my house, locked the door, went and got in bed. That is very frightening. <laughs> I'm scared for you now, and it was years ago. Yeah. I don't think I've ever... Not that I can remember. Flash forward. Ten years, right? Yeah. Nineteen uh, now you are. Hear, <laughs> hear a knock at the window. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I, I'm in bed, right? Open the curtains. Yeah. It's the old woman. <gasps> right. I invite her in. I go, what do you want from me? She says, I'm in love with you. I want you to go out with oh, me on a date. This I, isn't true, is it? No, it is. I go, all right. And we've been together ever since. That's not even true. <laughs> I, was, I was with the you. The first bit was true. She knocked on the window? No, no, no. Why? No, I was with you on that journey up until you said you invited her in. <laughs> Can I tell you that this is part of a really interesting story? Well, I hope so. Yeah, I do too. I was once at home alone yeah. watching TV, and I'm, I think I must have been about maybe 16. Mm. There's a knock on the door, right? So I go, I open the door, this old man literally falls in... Oh, my God. ...to the house, and he goes, he goes, shut the door, shut the door! And he's like, old, this bloke. Yeah. He goes, shut the door, so I let him in, because he just looks like he's oh really suffering. He goes, they're coming for me, they're coming for me. Right, and I go, who's, who's coming for you? He goes, the bank robbers, the bank robbers are coming for me. Mm. Right. So at that point, I'm thinking, right, this doesn't quite twig like this. So I'm like, right, right, okay, okay. Um, all right, come and sit down. I said, I've locked the door, so I think this guy's clearly got, like, dementia or something. Mm. He's trying to ring the police on the TV remote, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. this poor bugger. So I ring night. How does he smell? Do you remember? Uh, just like old man. Yeah, okay. They may have been pissed, God love him. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's trying to phone the emergency services on the TV remote. I call... Um, the 111 or it might have even been 999 I yeah. said right I've got this guy here and blah 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 I calm him down I think I make him a cup of tea how old are you again I'm about 16 bloody hell I know and the police turned up in about 10 minutes and they're like we know who he is he lives like down the road and yeah. his, his wife's rang to say that he's left the house and gone missing oh my god yeah and he, it, it was very it was a very strange experience uh, just to have a man literally fall through your front door and be so confused and so scared. Knock at the door. You opened it. He fo- he literally falls in as the door opens. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So- saying, "Shut the door! Shut the door! They're coming after me! They're coming after me!" He face plants. No, he just like staggers in, and I kind of catch him. Right, and uh, he was convinced that. Because at first I thought, oh, maybe like some kids have mugged him or something, and he is genuinely scared. But then he started talking about bank robbers coming to get him and fascinating all this kind of stuff. That happened um, <clears throat> at, uh, when I was at uni. Yeah, not in my flat. There's four of us that lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, someone was banging on the door in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. My flatmate James Robertson. Oh yeah, went to open the door, opens it. This man falls in. He's got a wound in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blood gushing out. Yeah, yeah. He falls in and he like stumbles and he goes right into James's bedroom. Yeah. I'm not lying, I was lying before. He gets in bed. <laughs> this bloke. And then yeah. James is looking at him going, he's yeah. like shouting at him, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> and eventually he gets him out. That is mad. I was in first year <laughs> uni once and uh, I think it was a Saturday night, right? Mm. It's about midnight. I get a knock on my door, right? I open it. This guy comes in, he goes, hey, mate. He's like, pissed this bloke. He yeah. goes, 
you don't know me, but when I was 18, I used to live in this room. Like yeah. this. He goes, can I come in? Can I come in? Right, and he's about like mid-20s, this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes in, he goes, oh, sink's still there, sink's still there. And he's going, hey, see these holes in the roof? That was me with a dart. <laughs> he goes, that was me with my darts. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he left. Just people are mad. You let him in. Well, God bless. God Harry bless. is stumbling around Nocturne Alley. Yeah. Scared. I would be. Bumps into a woman who's got a tray of fingernails. Must be for a finger buffet. Yup. <laughs> Why does that witch have a tray of fingernails? Like, what could that be for? Disgusting. Yeah. Hagrid comes up yeah. and he knocks them out of her hand like a high school bully. <laughs> What? Yeah, why has he done that? Mm. Because he's there now. Mm. Harry's out of danger. There's no need to pick Harry up mm. or bat fingernails out of a woman's tray. No <laughs> need at all. No. Have a bit of grace and decorum, Hagrid. And Hagrid, right, which is a theme throughout these books, immediately yeah. goes on the offensive and the distrust with Harry. Yeah. You know, like, Harry, what are you doing down here? You're a mess. He calls him a mess. Yeah. What are you do- he thinks yeah. he thinks Harry has fallen astray and now yeah. he hangs out in Nocturne Alley. He couldn't for a second give Harry the benefit of doubt yeah. and assume that he's there accidentally. You're a mess. He is not giving Harry the benefit of the doubt because he is hurt that Harry has not responded to his letters. No, I th- do you know what I think it is? Go on. I think he's finally got the upper hand on Harry. Last year, Harry was looking down on Hagrid constantly, <laughs> going because bloody pissed. <laughs> Breaking the law. Yeah. But now Harry is knocking about in the red light district. Yeah. And Hagrid's like, aha, not so holy now, are you, Mr. Potter? Skulking around Nocturne Alley, not thinking you're better than me. Well, you're not. That victory lasts five seconds. What are you doing here, Hagrid? Uh, uh, I was uh, getting a prostitute. <laughs> I was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you drug deal. Yeah. Why do people people always assume the worst in Harry? Yeah. Ron was doing it the last chapter. Yeah. One he was going, uh as he's saying, Why have you not replied to my letters? What are you doing? He's like, yeah. I've not done anything. Give the kid a break. Mm. There is plenty that Harry will say and do for you to be disappointed at. <laughs> There's no need to make stuff up on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a break while you've got the chance. Harry. How come you never wrote back to me? How come? <laughs> um, the Weas- the uh, the uh, Dursleys, they uh, wouldn't let me have my letters. Not good enough. <laughs> I've been crying, wondering where my boy has gone. Why he's not replying to my letters. We've only met each other about five times. But those were the five <laughs> best times of my life, Harry. I don't want to lose you. Don't tell Dumbledore. Also, it's only been six weeks, pal. Six of the longest <laughs> weeks of my life. It's been very difficult for me. And Fang. <laughs> they all meet up. Ruddy muggles. Ruddy muggles. They're back in Diagon Alley. Everybody's there. You've got Hermione and family. You've got the Weasleys. Hagrid's there. Mm. Everybody. And uh, it's all good stuff. They're all worried about Harry, but they're glad he's back. And we get this more about this rivalry between Daddy Weasley 
and Daddy Malfoy. Mmm. Two daddies going at it, and we love to see it. The battle of the daddies. My dad'll beat up your dad, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Did you ever have that insult at school? Oh, yeah. My dad'd batter your dad. Yeah. Weird. Weird thing <laughs> to threaten somebody with. I'm not going to threaten you, I'm going to threaten your oh, dad. I'd love to imagine my dad laying his fists upon your dad. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's what I love to... What races through my mind at night. If I'm ever struggling to sleep, yeah. I just think of my dad's big, meaty paws pummeling, <laughs> pummeling your dad's body. And you know what? <laughs> I fall softly asleep. Why not stop there? My uncle will batter your uncle. My nana would batter your nana. If it's the same relative, my relative will always beat your relative. Fair enough, your dad might beat my sister. But if it's the same relative, no way. <laughs> Not a chance. And you know what? Sometimes I think some of my relatives might be others your your relatives. Perhaps my mum and your little brother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, my mum would have him for breakfast. <laughs> the Grangers do have no lines at all. No. In this chapter. No. Which I found odd. That they don't even say, hello, or nice to meet you, Harry, or... We don't have many muggles in the whole series, do you? Mr Weasley reveals that he's got this rivalry with Lucius Malfoy. He's like, oh, I'd love to get him for something. Oh, he's worried, is he? Yeah. He's got a rivalry. And I wanted to ask you, you know, have you ever had, like, a rivalry at work? Like, somebody you don't get on with that you think, oh... (laughs) Well, there was that woman who scratched me car with the snakeskin boots... But rivalry. <laughs> uh, Has anything happened with that lady since? Nah, she just. I think she, sometimes she gives me weird looks as if she's listened to the podcast and <laughs> <laughs> she's looked down at her boots. But that's about it. Tom, yeah. mm, mm. they go to Gringotts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Harry is embarrassed. They see what's in the Weasley's vault. Yeah, Mrs. Weasley sweeps it into a handbag. Yeah. Why is that even in the vault? Just keep that in your purse. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or is that where Arthur, Arthur Weasley's wages are being deposited? Yeah. Maybe it's one of those where you have to have a minimum amount of money to have an account. Mmm. But then she's emptying it, so it's not good. Not yeah. good. Yeah, and Harry, if you're that embarrassed about your fortunes, why not just pay for Ron's books? Oh. Well, that's the thing. They, can't, they couldn't accept it, would they? They no, wouldn't that's accept true. it. Mm. That's, uh, you know... Yeah, it's a tough one. But I do like the image of him trying to shield his vault from the Weas- you. The Weasleys can make do. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Mm. But it just feels a little bit awkward for Harry. Rent out that paddock, that's what I'm saying. Right. So then, <laughs> to Flourishing Blots. Yes. To Flourishing Blots. And who is there? No other than the beautiful, the wonderful, the exceptional Gilderoy, Gilderoy Lockhart. Lockhart. Very funny. I love Gilderoy Lockhart. I love him as there well. There are queues out the door oh, yeah. uh, for people to wanting to meet him. Who would you queue up to meet? Oh, well, I was thinking about this book signings. Mm-hmm. I've only ever been to one book signing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went to <laughs> Phil Taylor, the dart player, yeah. had an autobiography, and I skipped uh, one of my lectures to go to the Arndale Centre and get my book signed by Phil Taylor and mm. have a picture taken. And that was quite nice. That wasn't... It, it was quite busy, but not crazy busy, because obviously darts isn't, like, the same as, like, you know, pop yeah, star yeah. or something like that. But I remember... I, uh, I went to uh, Waterstones once to get a present for my mum. 
it was a birthday coming up. I thought, I'll get her a book. Right. Mm. I turn up, there's a woman at the front. Yeah, yeah. Sat down, and there's nobody else in this bookshop. Yeah. And uh, the person at Waterstones, the member of staff, goes, oh, uh, so-and-so's here today signing, signing her books. Mm. I didn't know who she was. Mm. But I'm all right. What, what book is it? Romance. You're all right. So I got her to sign the book, her book and gave it to my mum for her birthday. Oh, that's sweet. And she really enjoyed it. It was and like a French... A Mills and Boone novel. Oh, yeah, something something like that. <laughs> where it hints at things, but it doesn't describe them in great detail. And that's a great gift idea. To any sons out there, buy your mother some softcore romantic fiction. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. It's thrilling. Now, for me, who would I line up to meet? Oh, yeah. No. None other than Walliams himself. Let me meet Walliams. I am loving that image of every every other person in that queue is a mother and their ten-year-old son. And you know, it's Bad Dad or Gangster Granny, whatever it is releasing this year. And who's the tall <laughs> skyscraper of a man amongst this sea of children? It's Tom Lawrenson. He's not interested in the book. He just wants to ask him about Great... Not Great Britain. <laughs> Little Britain. I'd say, Williams, why don't you sign my edition of Camp David, your autobiography? <laughs> um, no, yeah. But I think Williams would make a great Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, I Imagine think so. that. I think he'd be excellent at that. Yeah. I think anybody who's like got that flair, he's got to be a bit camp, I think, Gilderoy. Mm. Full of himself, a bit handsome. Yeah. That's the guy. Gilderoy enters, spots Harry, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, he drags him apart, photographs. I'm going to give Harry the entire collection of my works. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Bumps into Draco, Harry, doesn't he? And Draco, yeah. supportive, supportive as ever. He goes, oh, I bet you love that. I would have, didn't he? <laughs> He's like, oh, that's great. You can't go anywhere without someone making a fuss. <laughs> Lovely boy, trying to make friends. Very, very he goes, lovely. Oh, it seems you've got yourself a girlfriend as well. You know, right, looking you're at... You're insane now. <laughs> How long is this going to go on for? He's deliberately been a misery girl. I think you're reading it different to me. Because I think you're reading it different. Look at the words on the page. Potter, yeah. you've got yourself a girlfriend, celebrated Draco, it yeah. says. I mean, I will be getting Draco Malfoy to pick my lottery numbers. Yeah. Because mm, that is going to happen, Draco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good prediction. But uh, I love that Gilderoy Lockhart uses his book signing as to announce that he's going to be teaching at a school. Mm. And I think oh, that's crazy because he's a celebrity, really, Gilderoy Lockhart. Mm. And I think to become a teacher, well, it's not really a celebrity thing to do. I know Hogwarts is the only wizarding school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just imagining like somebody like like Marcus Rashford releasing his autobiography. I don't know, nice footballer. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, right, you know, I'm, I've got my new autobiography, nice footballer, and I want to take this opportunity to announce that I'll be teaching PE this year at St. <laughs> David's Church of England High. <laughs> oh, why are you doing that? You're a famous footballer. I like that. I think it's good. I mean, <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, yeah. It'd be great to be famous and that, you know, you don't have to worry about money. Thing. I just want to try my hand at different jobs. You know. Yeah, it's like it reminds me of all those celebrities that do these like cooking programs or fashion programs. You know, like the uh, celebrity editions of yeah. Bake Off or Sewing Bee or whatever. You just yeah. think, they've got the money and they're gonna get paid just to have a go at baking. Why not? Let's 
let's just do that. Harry's going to be on the front page mm-hmm. of the Daily Prophet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to know, TL. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, what, have you ever been in a newspaper? Yeah. Have you? What was it? What was the article? <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't even remember if I have. I feel like I have. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, my school in the paper for being the worst school in England. <laughs> Being a good boy. Uh, have you been in the paper? You probably are. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, I remember uh, a lot of school stuff. So I used. To oh, do, I uh, was in the paper. Come on, here we go. Embarrassing this tale. Yes, please. Um, they're having a competition called Cool Kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the competition was have your photo taken. Yeah. And it was like the best looking kid yeah. gets like fifty quid or something. Brilliant. Uh, it was like a bit of like a little modelling thing, yeah. and it must have been, I must have been eleven years old, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> I'm not a bad looking kid." <laughs> I've had a lot of adults tell me so, so I had my picture taken, yeah. and they published it in the paper. Yeah. But then I, I never did I think that anyone in the school would see it. Yeah, but loads of people like were taking the mick out of me for it at school. Did you win the fifty quid? Not at all, because oh. it, it was all a scam. For to like, it's a call to vote in, ah, right. and each and each uh, vote was like a quid. Now I've heard about these best baby competitions where you send in a picture of your baby and people vote, but this is the first time I've heard of a best eleven-year-old competition. <laughs> Best-looking eleven-year-old voting now. My goodness, the people that'll be ringing in to cast those votes. <laughs> hey, I like the curly blonde. <laughs> a load of blokes sat around in the pub, right? What are we saying, lads? What are we saying? Oh, I like number three. You're joking, it's number four. Number four's the best looking one out of them. Them dimples. <laughs> I'm phoning now, I'm phoning. <laughs> Boy, yeah, um, I was in the newspaper a couple of times for like school stuff. Like, I used to do the, the Ace Dead of Odds, which I remember talking about. Like, did you know when I was about 10 years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I used to do folk dancing. Woo! And our team, our folk dancing group, came fourth in Wales in Woo! our age category. Woo! Um, Pressed at that, are you? Nah, not really, no. because how many people are doing folk dancing in Wales? What's the population of Wales? Like 300? Something like that. I think it's gone down to 299 <laughs> after uh, Mrs. Davis died last week. <laughs> Earlier on, <laughs> I want to mention this because this folk dancing. We'll have to do a video of that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do some. You I'll do teach it. you how to folk dance. Oh, you were doing a. You did a video once. I looked at loads. I think it was a. You were doing the sand dance. Oh yeah, that was the panto. That uh, you in you, a nightclub. You were doing sand dance in a nightclub, which is a, a famous pantomime dance. Yes, so we did it. It's like a thing where you do a bit of magic and stuff as well. And for our American listeners, a pantomime is like a camp Christmas play. Yes, it's very hard to explain. Lots of songs, cross-dressing, based on a fairy tale. Yeah. There's a um, it's And mad. then there's a 100-year-old dance yeah, yeah. called the sand dance, which is a, a bit racist. Maybe. It's like based on like the like North Africa, I think, like Egypt, yeah. Egypt and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and then we, so we had a routine that we did, and then at the end of the whole panto, we just went for some drinks in a nightclub and ended mm. up just doing it on the dance floor. Mm. Very, very daft. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> now, I wanted to mention... I have to put that on the... Uh, have, you still, have you got that to hand? I'll have to put that on the Instagram. We'll put it on the Instagram, that yeah. very video. I'll find it somewhere. Now, Percy, earlier on, is in this shop. It's like a junk a junk shop. Right? Muh. 
Percy is reading the book Prefect 2 Game Power. He's in this junk shop. Who's written that? Yeah, <laughs> it's mental. The things in this shop include broken wands, yeah. wonky brass scales, yeah, yeah, yeah. and old cloaks covered in potion stains. Mm. That's what you're calling them, is it? Mm. You're, going, you're going in, mm. trying to get rid of these these robes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I give you these? Can I give you these robes, please? Uh, mm. What's this all over them? Potion stains. Mm. Mm. Fine, I admit it. They're not potion stains. Lucas Kirkman gave me a cheese and ketchup sandwich, and it squirted out. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I go for mustard and ketchup on that hot dog that day? <laughs> he uh, wants to be Minister of Magic. Yeah. Does Percy. Yeah, yeah. I find it... I, I don't think I ever remember anybody at my school who aspired to be a politician or wanted to be, get into politics. Do you? I'm, I'm, I remember some little twerps said it flippantly. I don't know yeah. if they ever meant it. They just, like, you know... I'm going to be a politician. I'm going to be a lawyer. Oof. There was one man kid at my school. I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> um, yeah. Who wrote that bloody book, Prefects Who Gained Power? That what? No, it don't mention it, does it? Why is anyone writing that book? Do you know what I mean? I think it's like, I think this wizarding world is crazy that so much focus is on the school, the wizarding yeah. school. Yeah. Why would you write a book? About, yeah, it's just really odd. Playground monitors who maintained respect. <laughs> it's very odd, isn't it? Dinner ladies that went dodgy. <laughs> I'd read that. I would read that. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great Netflix show, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Dodgy. Dinner ladies who went dodgy. <laughs> dodgy dinner ladies. Yeah, like a documentary, like serial killer type thing. Yeah. yeah. Have I told you? I must have told you about this. Dinner lady. Oh, a dinner lady went dodgy. Yeah. No, go on. I must have told you, it was at uh, Lightwater Valley. Yeah, keep talking. I must have told you this. She was a dinner lady at the theme park, the staff canteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to heap mounds. She was a bit nuts. She had like a twitch and she used to like talk and you wouldn't understand what she was saying. She Mm. talked to herself. And she used to pile beans and sausages and chips on this plate and it'd be like unedible because it was just a big mound. And stories came out that she'd, like, whipped out a knife at a Christmas party on the coach and stuff like this. And then apparently a couple of people I worked with went back there last year and she's now in prison for murder. Oh. Did I tell you about that? No. I don't know if I should say anything about that. Maybe we should cut that bit out. Why? Because, I don't know, is it libel? What do you call it when you... What, Slander? repeating facts, a woman's in prison for yeah. murder? all right, maybe not. I've not said any names. But it's got great teaser for Dinner Ladies Who Went Dodgy. Yeah, that's episode three maybe that could be Dinner Ladies. Maybe that could be your spin-off podcast. <laughs> dinner Ladies Who Went Dodgy. Yeah, that's going to be my new one. I think yeah. we've nearly filled up the week, haven't we, with these podcasts. <laughs> we've got Paris Street, Pot of Vision, <laughs> Dinner Ladies That Went Dodgy. Mm. It's exciting stuff. Draco uh, makes a joke at Ron. He goes, your parents are going to have to go hungry buying you all this stuff, oh, yeah. uh, Ron. He can't just take a joke. A bit of gentle ribbing. Ron's lunging at him with his little fists. He's got a stomach full of food <laughs> lunging at someone. Because he's had six bacon butties and an ice cream. Yeah. He's going to be full. Fat pig. <laughs> um, Where does he get it from, though? His yeah. dad! 
everyone's going flushed. Yeah. So his dad walks up, Lucius Malfoy appears, yeah. makes a comment at him. Yeah. He goes flushed. A darker, like, uh, tone than everyone yeah. else. I thought they should have called this chapter Fifty Shades of Red. A hundred percent. A hundred percent it should have been. Because they're just... There's so much tension in the room. And it's mm. just like... just. Water off a duck's back. Yeah. You know that Lucius is going to have a jibe about your wealth or your money or whatever. Just, you know what he's like. But why would that, as an adult, why would that even matter to you? If someone, if I was like, if I had a massive house. Yeah. All this land. Yeah. And all, a beautiful family. Yeah. And someone said, not much in your bank account. I wouldn't stop. You know, I won't put my fists up, like throwing fisticuffs. Grow up, Arthur. Grow up, and the Weas- the Weasleys. What are the Grangers thinking at this point? The Grangers yeah. at the back of the room, yeah. And Lucius Malfoy has gone. Oh, Weasley, you and the company you keep, eye into the Grangers, yeah. <laughs> and he's furious, yeah. It's it's an odd. I think it's a really odd situation for the Grangers to be in because mm. it's a world they're not familiar with, and they're being judged. The Grangers are another point. They're exchanging money, aren't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Harry says at one point, little does he know that he's got this bank, this, uh, does everyone know that he's got this vault filled with gold, which, of course, cannot be spent in the muggle world. You can exchange it, pal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can exchange it. Harry's going to be like, why has nobody told me this? I think he knew yeah. because he says he doesn't want the Dursleys finding out about it because he doesn't think their hatred of magic would extend to gold. <laughs> Which is true, I reckon. I think if the Dursleys did know, they want that holiday home well, in New York. You can stop paying. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hagrid breaks up Mr. Malfoy and Mr. Weasley and he doesn't seem to take sides. No. You know, and okay. I think that's because Hagrid... Break is- it up. He's break it up, chaps. Break it up. Break it up, boys. I think he's torn. Yeah. Because, on the one hand, I'm Ran's friend, <laughs> and I want to save his dad from a fight. Mm-hmm. But on the other, I hate muggles too. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? He's got a point. He's got a point. No, Arthur, you got to give it to him. <laughs> hey, you've got to say it right. You know, if Hagrid being the mediator of these two. Right, we're going to go in the back room. And we're going to sort this out. We're going to sort this out. <laughs> you can only talk when you're holding the cushion. <laughs> right, Lucius, off you go. Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> Arthur. We, do we know what house Hagrid was in? <laughs> I, 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 obviously, I would assume it was Gryffindor. Why? But I, it could be a Hufflepuff, I think, Hagrid. Please Slytherin. Do you reckon? Yeah. I'd love that. Um, <laughs> Slytherin. Harry gets handed... Uh, oh, yeah. Harry gets handed all of Lucius mouth Not Lucius. Gilderoy Lockhart's books. Yes. He immediately throws them into Ginny's cauldron. Yeah. He immediately throws them into Ginny's cauldron and goes, you can have these, I'll get my own, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh Lucius Malfoy mm-hmm. uh, grabs uh, books out of Ginny's cauldron yeah. and then Len later throws them back into a cauldron. Yeah. Uh, Ron, no, there's like uh, Arthur Weasley lunges for Lucius Malfoy mm-hmm. and not and uh, Ginny's cauldron goes flying. Yeah. Can everyone get off Ginny's cauldron, please? Yeah. And the whole the whole fight, Lucius managed to have a whole fist fight with a book in his hand. Mm. <laughs> He doesn't let go of it at any point. Under his armpit or something. Just imagine Anthony Joshua doing a heavyweight championship yeah. fight. 
with the geography textbook in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> he could do it. But you're right, Hagrid is in Gryffindor. He's a good egg, according to a hat. Um, yeah, but it kind of reminds me, you know when you're in a nightclub and people keep knocking your drink? Oh, no, yeah. It's Ginny's cauldron. Oh, sorry, mate, sorry, mate. Tapping you on the forehead. Oh, I hate it. People get so touchy-feely at nightclubs because they're drunk. The ones where you go to, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. Once Ricky Martin comes on, mm. you are going to be touched. <laughs> it's that kind of song. <laughs> and they, they all leave and they get ready to go back. Oddly, I think the flu network uh, is in the leaky cauldron. Mm. Which I think is an odd place. For Isn't that. it just any fireplace? I think it's any fireplace. So why do they all? Why do they take all the kids through the pub? Because he went for a drink there to have a chat with the Grangers. The Grangers. Um. Right. Yes. How many? How many withered hands on a cushion are you giving this chapter out of five? <laughs> I absolutely love this chapter. I could tell. When you walked in this door today, yeah. you were beaming ear to ear. I go, yeah. there's a young man who's done his reading. There's a young man who's done his listening. There's a young man who's done some note-taking. And he was ready to go. Say, speak your piece. I had a smile as wide as my face. <laughs> I love anything to do with Diagon Alley. Mm. I think it's just that we loved it in the last book. It builds that world, or the outside world that we don't get to see, because most of the first book is set in Hogwarts. Yeah. But I love the idea that we've got uh, Diagon Alley, and I love that not too far away is this horrible, mysterious, dodgy yeah. area. Da- uh, Nocturne Alley. I love it. I love that loads happens. We've got flu powder, we've got Borgin and Burks, we've got Gilderoy Lockhart, the introduction of that fantastic character. And in one chapter, we get Gilderoy and Lucius. Mm. What a chapter to have both of them What a chapter. Up. What a chapter in the Grangers, no less. Mm. I'm gonna Bit of a daddy this. chapter, isn't it? We get oh. Arthur, we've got Lucius, we've got Daddy Granger. I reckon Borgin's got a son. I'm giving this chapter five withered hands on cushions out of five. Oh! Oh, oh my oh, God. Oh, oh. Now, for me, this chapter had a lot. It I did. came in here today. Mm. You know, you saw me. I was laying on the floor, you know. I had my arms crossed across my chest. Oh, yeah. You thought I was dead, didn't you? Yeah. You immediately wrapped your lips around mine. Yeah. And started blowing air through my body. Yeah. My hands outstretched. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Oh, yeah. And my stomach was filled with air. You were blowing it into my stomach. Yeah. You've not been drained in resuscitation. I've not. You shouldn't have been doing what you were doing. <laughs> Luckily, I was only sleeping. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this chapter had a lot for me. I had peeping Harry. Oh, yeah. Charlotte Love. I had a withered hand on a cushion. <laughs> I'd buy that hand and I'd clasp it to someone's bum. <laughs> <laughs> the hand of glory. Hand of glory. Um, I uh, had a lot of things going for it. Confrontations, fights, mm. uh, peepers, uh, ice cream, <laughs> <laughs> toenails. Yeah. So much th- stuff going. I'm going to give this chapter 
Four and a half oh. withered hands on a cushion out of five. Oh, it was very nearly I a loved full it. house. I loved it. But not enough to give it the full whammy woo. Not for me. Right. Yes. Are you ready for everyone's favourite segment? Quiz. Quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you, I guess. Thank you. I'll blow you on back. The first question is: What colour were? Gilderoy Lockhart's robes. Oh, forget me not blue. Correct, sir. Question two. What book? Uh, oh shit! What? <laughs> oh yeah. What's this question? What book? What book hit Malfoy in the eye? Oh, uh, an encyclopedia for toadstools. Correct. Question three. Yeah. What does Mr. Borgin fix to his nose? A pants nez. Wow. Question four. How many muggles' lives has the necklace of opals claimed? <laughs> Nineteen. Correct, sir. <laughs> and this is number five. Oh. This, this is for everything. Okay. This is for... A wink. <laughs> thumbs up as thumbs well. Thumbs up and a wink. And an approving nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink, thumbs up, approving nod. What was Hagrid looking for in Nocturne Alley? Well, I was looking for some flesh-eating slug repellent. My boy, you've gone and done it. Hey, it's it been is. a while since I've won the quiz. <laughs> oh, he's... Th- <laughs> I didn't know all these were going to happen at the same time. I've got the thumbs up, the <laughs> nod and the wink. I'll have to post a video of that. <laughs> oh, I'm pleased. The listeners can have that for free. Yeah. This... Has been quiz. <gasps> quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 now it's time for a very popular segment, Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo, we're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we refer to Hedwig's Droppings. You snuck in a sneaky refer at the end. I didn't, did I? <laughs> oh, it was muscle memory. <laughs> now what's in her beak this week? That's my new catchphrase. That's good. That is good. Yeah, do you like that? What's in a beak this week? I think it should, that should maybe be, uh, you know, included in the theme tune. So look out for that next week where I may change the lyrics up again. Mm. By the end of this podcast, we'll have a bloody good Hedwig's Drop theme what you got, tune. What have you got for us, Kirkby boy? First of all, we've got a question from Hunter 96 Oh! On Instagram. <laughs> and she asks... Who do you think is the most low-key dodgy character in the series? Low-key dodgy. Yeah, so not like an outright wrong Yeah, but yeah, someone yeah. who's just a bit like, oh, can't be doing with them. A bit naughty. Well, I suppose Percy stands out. Yeah. Secretive, isn't he, Percy? Yeah. Because um, he should be on the good side, shouldn't he, really? Colin Creevy's pretty yeah, creepy. He's a creepy boy. I'm thinking somebody like Hagrid. <laughs> he is good. Yeah? He is dodgy. Old we, Hagrid boy. We're supposed to love him, but he's a dodgy boy. Yeah. You can't deny it. Um, maybe uh, Voldemort? Yeah. 
Bill's dad. Yeah, he's weird, especially his portrayal in the film by Eyeball Paul from uh, Fred and Perry film. Because yeah. <laughs> she is very likeable and odd and yeah. quirky, whereas he just seems. Well, he does rat him out, doesn't he? Yeah. Did he have his wife? I think so, something like that. But that's no excuse. <laughs> Be nice. So, yeah. One of those, K Hunter 96. Now, another question we've had is from Ginge Pixel. Oh, we love to hear it. Howdy doody, Ginge. He says, if Hogwarts was a wrestling federation, who would be champion? Mm. Now, we've mentioned Hagrid before. He'd be the big man. Yeah. But who would be the Hulk Hogan to his Andre the Giant? Oliver Wood. Definitely. <laughs> he's got that competitive spirit. He's, he, he's wild, isn't he? Yeah. He's big. He's, uh, Round. he's unexpected. You don't know what he's going to do. He's going to surprise you. Yeah, I think so. Because I'm assuming in the World Wrestling Hogwarts Federation, there's no wands allowed. Mm. So it's pure strength. Well, Hagrid really stands out, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got to. And if he's tag-teaming ta- tag with Gwarp... Yeah. Oh! That, them two are going to kill you. That is tough. Or maybe, what if the centaurs were involved? Blaze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Blaze bouncing your face off his rock-hard abs. Oh, right. Think about You're this. You're both thrilled and knocked out at the same time. <laughs> Think of this. The fatal four-way tag team champion match. Go on. In one of the four corners, Hagrid and Grope. In the other court, four corners, you've got Ronan and Bane. I yeah, don't know who yeah. Blaze is. <laughs> Ronan and Bane. There's a Blaze, isn't there? There's not a Blaze. You're thinking of the red woman in uh, Streets of Rage. Who does the kicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. In the other corner, McGonagall and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And in the fourth corner, you've got Dobby and Flitwick. Fluffy. Oh, right. Dobby and Fluffy. Flitwick, why not? I think Flitwick because there's, um, they always, the, uh, in wrestling, they really yeah. like showcasing different sizes, don't they, yeah. and shapes. Yeah. So they would definitely have a duo that were tiny. So you're thinking Flitwick is like the Rey Mysterio yeah. of uh, Hogwarts. Running through people's legs. Doing those flips, yeah, that just waste energy. I really think. I think, to be honest, I think Hagrid would come out on top, mm. and like it'd be down to Hagrid and uh, Bane. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Hagrid would, as a final act of humiliation, yeah, be riding Bane around the room. Oh. because centaurs hate being ridden. Can you think of anything more humiliating? No. I can't. That is the ultimate. He'll, yeah. It's not even just if, the one, two, three. Even if you're not a centaur, if someone jumps on your back and starts riding you, it's yeah. embarrassing. It's Within demeaning. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate humiliation. So we hope that's it. It would be Hagrid. Hagrid yeah. would be the champion. We thought it through. And the final thing I want to mention today is we put a poll out on the Instagram oh, yeah. to see what people feel about the Weasley household. Did everyone say yes? Did everyone say no? Well, 30% voted that it was far too chaotic yeah. for them. Too much uh, mess going on. But an overwhelming 70% voted this is how a home should be. Did you vote yourself? I voted for home. Did you? Did you? I voted saying that's a good home. Yeah. So there we go. If we'd not voted... What is a home other than chaos? If I go home to my family retreat, yeah. uh, like family home in Blackpool, when all my sisters are there and we're not slagging each other off, yeah. if there's not an argument, yeah. I don't want to be there. Yeah. There's been times where things have been going swimmingly. We've been sat around calm. And you know what? I've thought, why not stir yeah. the pot? You've gained weight. You've gained weight. <laughs> You've gained weight. Yeah. They love to hear it. JK. 
It's the thing I always <laughs> say, you know, when, you know that phrase with assume. If you assume, yeah. you make an ass out of you, you and me. me. Well, I say it's not a home unless it's got me and a hoe in it. <laughs> oh, come on. What? Well, you know what they say, don't presume, because when you presume, presume, you press you and, and me, me together. together. <laughs> <laughs> Edwig's droppings. Beautiful. This has been the Potter Vision Podcast. Please, as always, follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and give us a review. We'd love a five-star review. That would be absolutely brilliant on iTunes. And you can talk to us at pottervision.com and fill in the chat. This was episode 21 at Flourish and Blots. Please join us next week for episode 22. It's chapter five of the Chamber of Secrets. And it's the Whomping Willow. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. Uh, the music was performed by Jack Evans. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback, you can put them all on pottervision.com. Also, do us a favour. Please, could you like and share the show? Give it five stars and tell your friends. It'd mean a lot, please. All right, I know you will. <laughs>